0: Hi, and welcome. My name is Susan Wilson. I'm the group vice president here with Informatica. And today I'm joined by data and analytics leader, Yarlini Krishnaraj. Any best practices um, for those listening here on designing a data and analytics architecture that provides the right sort of technology capabilities um, to deliver on business outcomes? Because things change, you know, what you might be defining you've also got to have the ability to
1: adapt and react as well. That's a great question. In fact, like that's one of the biggest challenge um, all of us have because what data analytics architecture is going to look like depends upon your holistic technology infrastructure. How old your business is, how old your systems are because like, you know, in order for us to have a better data analytics capability, like no, we may want to have a streaming capability. I have some instances where like, I can put the right architecture for streaming of the data, but the backend system does not support it, right? So the long story short, like the, there is no magic bullet for, hey, this is the best architecture that can provide the right capability to deliver value. Like, you know, it really depends upon the use case, depend upon your technology environment, and how do you best use it to bring insights into market, right? Like, you know, there are some technologies like data mesh and data fabric, which are really great, um, but does it really fit your current architecture, your current system? That techn- that balance is always very difficult because we all want to modernize our data system. And that's a journey for everybody. Like, how do we start thinking about modernizing and how we are going to be... Um, Thinking about your current environment, current systems that support the data is, is the key. Like So from my perspective, really the best practice is definitely look for the right architecture from a modernizing the data, but don't lose track of you have to deliver value uh, continuously. So not just focus on, I'm going to bring this advanced technology. If that advanced technology is not able to get to the business value we want to deliver, there's always a balance. Um, so there's no right bullet answer. Like what I'm learning is it's going to be based on a particular use case and particular, uh, it, the ecosystem that you have, and how do you optimize it for quickly delivering value and move towards modernizing your platform?
0: I actually, I would love to double click a bit more cause you described, you know, just, in, you know thinking about the modern architecture but it's about picking out the right use cases and prioritizing it. Do you have best practice around how you prioritize those use cases um, and, you know, create that roadmap that communicates how, you know, cause it's not a boil the ocean. We're going to do all of it. You're going to have use cases. You're going to have individual projects that eventually build up to, you know, what the value realization is around, you know, this, this roadmap. Do you have a best practice about how you prioritize
1: those use cases and communicate it? Yeah, I mean, as I said, like, obviously, we are always looking at the value, soft, hard, whatever value, but that's not the only way we roadmap it, right? Like, you know, business may say, like, these are the 10, these are the hard benefits, that's great. Then we start double-clicking into what data it needs, where the data is, um, and what architecture we need, like, you know, what are the commonalities between that, right? And so that we can prioritize, like, you know, you know what, this is the data that's readily available with our current architecture, we can go ahead and start executing it. And there are other use cases where the data is not readily available. Like what are the additional work that we need to be doing so we can be thinking about it, bringing it a little later, right? Like, you know, so it's kind of um, not just value. Now we are starting to double click from feasibility, right? Like, you know, what is the feasibility matrix based on the infrastructure we have, the data we have, and even the right talent we have, like you know, there are some areas where like we didn't have the right talent, and that particular use case has to wait because we have to bring in the right talent um, uh, to serve it. So, you know, from after value, there are multiple um, areas that we focus on to prioritize. Um, one of them being the availability, the infrastructure that's available, the talent that's available, um, and then how quickly we can bring it to the market. Yeah, oh, that's um, a,
0: a great best practice. I'd like to now um, pivot to something that we're seeing a lot of. Um, we did a, a survey at the beginning of the year and two thirds of chief data analytics officers had said that they were investing uh, more than in prior years in data literacy or fluency. Some people prefer to hear fluency versus literacy, but data literacy fluency programs and improving uh, their organization's data culture. Um, and helping to drive that cultural change to have a, a data-enabled um, organization. How do you define success for your data culture and literacy efforts? And, um, you know, specifically around the, the ideas around improvement and decision-making
1: by leveraging data? Uh, yes, absolutely, Uh In fact, like said, um, the Data literacy is one of the top priority for me for this year. Um, we have just started um, doing like, you know, uh, some POCs around like, you know, what kind of a program that we should be instilling and then what should be our success metrics needs to be. Like, you know, we just actually started doing that. So it's very timely. The way like we are thinking of a success, right? Like, first of all, like, can we reach the audience? Like, you know, the th- with the 30% of knowledge, what we mean by that is like, there are again different personas we are going after. One is, maybe like you know, the first person is like the executive or like anybody, like not just executive, anybody like, you know, who needs to be utilizing this data to make decisions, right? Like, you know, how do we educate them at the basics? They don't need to know all the nuances, like 30% of providing 30% of literacy to them. What does that look like? And then the next person asks comes in, which is like, you know, they are really deeply using the data and how they are able to use the data in a more effective way. Like in order for them to do some analysis or get insights in the past, it took them two weeks or even three weeks or whatever. Now we are providing this data literacy program. Now like they are able to get to the information and insights they need faster, right? Like, you know, that is the community which actually using the hands-on data. And then the third community is obviously the actual developers, right? Like, you know, so providing the right right kind of uh, literacy to them, even like right kind of a data catalog and uh, dictionary and things like that so that they can very quickly develop things. like. Right. Like, you know, so we are going after like different personas who need the literacy and different levels within those personas and then really measure like, you know, how comfortable they are able to use the data, how easily they can share the data across or even share the wealth between them to get to the um, insights that they need. You know, so it's it's a journey. It is actually, if I'm being honest, like it's not it's not going to be very easily measurable with that one measure but it's through the surveys through some of the impact analysis of like what they used to do pre and after literacy is how like we are thinking about of measuring ourselves yeah you're
0: uh, you know effectively i love the way that you described it you're you're meeting these uh, personas where they're at in terms of their data their technology understanding, their business understanding, and, and mapping out a curriculum that helps them to engage with data better. So mm-hmm. I, I love um, how that's outlined. Um, and I look forward to hearing more about how that's going, because um, in many cases, it's, it's going to be a journey for so many organizations, and um, it'll be key. I'm curious to hear um, how technology helps to play a role, an enabling role. Um, it's an enabler for data literacy and just fostering that active community because you described some data sharing, data knowledge sharing um, that that are key. And I'm curious if if capabilities like a data marketplace help to catalyze um, some of the shift that you're looking for.
1: Absolutely. Again, uh, data marketplace is a good place where we are will be presenting the data. Again, if we don't provide them the right literacy, they may misuse the data, right? right? So again, data marketplace or any kind of central place where we can provide them the data is great. That is a good starting point from a technology perspective. I think even giving them the right tool, right? Like, you know, are we giving the right tools for using the data in, in a better way is important. And also, are we enabling them to tell them like, you now how they have to use the data? you can give them the data marketplace you can give them the tools but if they are interpreting something which is a as b and making wrong decisions right this is where like we really have to uh, come up with this data literacy skills about how to use the data what exactly this particular data means do's and don'ts right like you know um and so that they can interpret the insights correctly that's going to be important and that is in a way at least in our organization is driven by technology things because historically we had centralized analytics team who had understanding of the data and business very well, so they understood how to handle the data. So now as we are moving more towards the federated analytics, that's something that I'm um, trying to be very mindful of is federating analytics is great, but let's make sure we have the right literacy program so people who are using it, using it effectively. And as a technology team, we are playing a huge role in bringing the community of practice, sharing codes, sharing some results, sharing some of the things that we have in common and in in enabling the community.
0: Yeah, Carlini, I enjoyed our conversation today and I look forward to more um, time to engage with you to learn where you are progressing in the journey and more of the lessons learned. I've really enjoyed you sharing your perspectives today And those for you listening um, uh, as part of CDO Magazine, um, I want to thank you for listening. And also, if you'd like to um, hear more videos, um, you can visit cdomagazine.tech. This is Susan Wilson, Group Vice President of Informatica. And I want to thank you so much for listening today. Thank you so much, Arlene. Thank you, Luzanne.